Super Talk Mississippi media production. Five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to a Thursday edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob, Brandon, and Kelly from the First Bank Studios here in rainy Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Full show today. Derek Hamilton is about to join us, former basketball star for the Golden Eagles, the professor, Patrick McGee. Trey Cuevas is going to be on the show later. That's always entertaining. Very close friend of the new... World Series champion Brian Dozier. So we're looking forward to talking to that. Working on getting Brian on the show. But he's got a little business to take care of first, Kelly, after winning the World Series. Oh, cashing that $225,000 check. That would be number one. Then there's a parade. Then there's just all sorts of stuff. Good for him, you know. Good for him. We're looking forward to to that conversation. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of the Eagle Hour. This just in. The holidays are now almost officially here. You can pre-order now your holiday meals. You can get the full family feast from Dickie's Kelly. You can buy turkeys, whole turkeys, fried, smoked, Cajun, spiral hams. Dickie's can do your Thanksgiving cooking for you. I'm with ham, too, probably, huh? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. ham, too. Spiral ham. Yeah. yeah, ham and turkey, that's that's kind of the thing for the holiday. All available at Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Uh, more information as we get a little closer to Thanksgiving about that. All right, our first guest is a basketball legend for the Golden Eagles. Derek Hamilton was one, uh, a big, big part of that Magic NIT championship team. Also a teammate of the current head coach, Jay Ladner. And Derek Hamilton, welcome to the Eagle Hour. Uh, thank you guys for having me. Hey, it is a pleasure to have you, Derek. We do we do this show before every home game down at 4th Street Bar and Grill. And there is a picture of you guys uh, right after your NIT championship that Kelly and I would pay big bucks for that picture, uh, but they, they won't let go of it. Uh, you know, I got an extra one for you. Do you? Well, we would love that. Right here in our studio, Derek, that well, would be awesome. I, wanna, I want the, that picture because I've got hair and weigh about 100 pounds less. <laughs> so that there's proof it comes, there. It comes with time. It comes with time. Hey, Derek, right. I've got it. A native of Mobile, Alabama. Derek was the author of, the, of MK Turk's Gold 23 Lob, which was that lob play up that Derek would then slam at home. Was it was it just the gold twenty three lob, Derek, or was there a gold fourteen lob for for uh, Randolph Keys and and whoever else? Uh, well, you know, Coach did an awesome job. He was way ahead of his time. I think I don't think people have an idea of the way we played in the mid to early eighties to what's going on today's basketball. So, Coach, uh, he gave us a lot of freedom, and with that freedom, uh, we took advantage of it. And you know, Casey was a great passer, Casey and John. So. In practice, they knew I was a pretty good jumper. So um, there we go. It was created, and it's here now 30 years later. No question. I think the biggest question would be, how would you have gotten Casey not to shoot the ball before he passed it to you, Derek? <laughs> well, I mean, but you have to understand, Casey's USM all-time leader in assists, so oh. it's hard for me to argue with that. Well, there you go. That makes a lot of sense. One of your teammates on that team is now the head basketball coach at Southern Miss, and we were real curious to get your thoughts about that. 
Well, Jay is going to be a great fit for Southern. I think it should have happened a long time ago. But who am I to talk about Southern Miss basketball? I think anytime you can have someone who's been born and raised at a university, I think we should have took advantage of that a long time ago. But here nor there, he's there now. He's going to do great things, and I'm here to help him with whatever way I can help him and help the university. Derek, I think one of the things that made you so unique in the way that you approach the game is that you understood that college basketball was about entertainment. It wasn't about just winning a game. It was about entertaining the crowd, yes? Yeah, I mean, uh, I was just being myself. And if you can ask anybody who went to college with me, and I'm still myself now. And, uh, you know, just now I'm less basketball, more golf. So, you know, it's like uh, I I just think you have to be yourself. Uh, You have to entertain the crowd, as you said. And if you can do that with being within yourself, I think that makes it that much better for the crowd and for the team. Back during your playing years at Southern Miss, the, the MK Turk Show, which used to air on WDAM-TV and affiliates across the state, you did a segment called Derek Hamilton at Large, where the producers at WDAM-TV literally handed you a microphone and said, three, two, one, go. And it was just, <laughs> it was just whatever came to your mind. Tell us about uh, those Derek Hamilton at Large episodes. Uh, they, they, they were not scripted. It was pretty much, let me, like you said, take the mic and uh, go with it. I was, a, I was a radio, television, and film major, so I had the, the background and the energy of not being afraid of the camera. So once you're not afraid of the camera, and I, my teammates played along with it, so it was, it was an interesting time. I hope people love that, and uh, we should do that some other time and bring it back and try to run some of those things back. Well, I remember one episode distinctly. You were in the locker room with the rest of the team, and you were changing everybody's positions around, except DJ Bo and Alan Chapman, who usually rode the pine most of the time, and you left them there. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you... It, on every team, you, you have a whooping board, but those guys were good guys, and they went along with it. And uh, like I said, it was for the moment. We didn't have producers. We didn't have none of that. We just went and had fun like we would do every day in the dorm room. Now, your, your, your son, now let's talk about your son, Kyle Hamilton, who is uh, up at Notre Dame, who was your son, Kyle, out of the state of Georgia, was the number one recruited defensive back out of the state of Georgia last year, now at, at Notre Dame. You had a son that played basketball in the Ivy League at Penn. So, obviously, the athletic wow. genes continue to, uh, continue to run through the family, Derek. You've got to be proud, and through the recruiting process, you probably could shed a lot of light on what they were going through. Um, first of all, my oldest son, Tyler, uh, just graduated from Penn. Now he has a grad transfer year at William & Mary. He's getting his MBA. And Jay tried to get him to come to Southern, but it was just like my son had his mindset on business school and things of that nature, and he, he chose to do that. I mean, he's an Ivy League grad. Uh, thanks to his mother, we're divorced now, but, you know, she put a big emphasis on academics, and I was the athletic director. She was the academic counselor, so I guess it both worked out. You know, uh, and my youngest, Kyle, like you said, He's the number one safety in the country. He was the number 15th ranked player in the country in football, which is, you know, it's a little mind-blowing, but he is. He's a 6'4", 215-pound safety at Notre Dame, and he was on five midseason All-American lists, freshman All-American, so he's doing his thing there. Well, I'm guessing on a scale of 1 to 10, you've got to be like a 25 proud of your children, Derek. Well, 
I mean, yes, I'm proud, but some things that you you plan for, and you just happen to have. I happen to have the smart kids who were athletic, and growing up, I asked them, "Where did you want to go to college?" And they were. It wasn't the average Alabama, Auburn. They were like, "I go to Princeton and Harvard." Mm-hmm. So. I, I tried to line them up with private schools here, and you know my oldest son went to prep school in the, in the Northeast. So I, by me being an athlete, I knew the direction for them to be successful as they wanted to be if they had the energy and uh, athletic skills to do it. You know, some some students at Southern Miss graduated uh, magna cum laude. Derek Hamilton graduated. Thank you, Lottie. <laughs> right, but how would well, you? Well, Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, how would you describe the chemistry of that NIT championship team, Derek? Uh, that would never be duplicated again, and I don't put that put no one that went to Southern Miss basketball down. But it was just a special time. There was a special moment in life that we captured, and Coach Turk, believe it or not, I don't think he knew what he had when he was recruiting us. And it all came together. We all were best friends, and that's I think you can't find that we had. Casey, John, Randolph, myself, we all were best friends. We did everything together. I mean, I knew if he went right, I would go left. And Kenny Seiler and those guys were already there. So they let us in and let us do our thing, and uh, it turned out great for everybody. My only regret in broadcasting was that the night that you guys won the NIT, because I was calling it at Madison Square Garden, my only regret is that I was not in Hattiesburg the night that you guys won it because I heard it was absolute bedlam in Hattiesburg. That nuts with the partying going on. Uh, I don't know, but I was partying in New York, and I pretty probably <laughs> don't remember too much. I mean, I, I think I was 21, but if I wasn't, I had some 21-year-old drinks. <laughs> Derek, 32 <laughs> years later, and people still smile when they think about it and talk a lot about that team. Does that surprise you? Like I said, it was lightning in a bottle. And once you can catch lightning in a bottle like that, every, everything was genuine. Everything was homemade. Everything was organic. And you can't, you can't fool that. You can't fool people. And they knew it, you know, to walk to a game and students are standing outside before the game starts. When we first got there, it was 900 people at the game. So Coach Turk changed the, the, the rhythm of basketball, and he let us be athletes. And I think all the credit goes to him. Rest his soul. Great conversation, Derek. You're welcome on the show anytime. Congratulations on your kids. And uh, we appreciate your time on the Eagle Hour. Uh, Thank you so much. And I look forward to getting down there and watch Jay do his thing. There we go. The great Derek Hamilton, and I don't use that term loosely, he was a great, great basketball player for Southern Miss. All right, when we come back, the professor, Patrick McGee, is going to tell us where Southern Miss could go bowling, Kelly. I wonder where that could be. Maybe down the road, just a hair? We'll see in a bit. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Our thanks to the great Derek Hamilton for joining us in the first segment. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. Great selection of Southern Miss apparel. Everybody in the family, if you're listening in other parts of the state, you want to buy something today, 
You can go to campusbookmart.net, and it will be delivered right to your front door. All right, it's Thursday. We want to get straight down to the Gulf Coast. The uh, one and only professor, Patrick McGee, joins us on the Eagle Hour. And Patrick, I know you've started talking a little bit about bowl possibilities. Why don't you fill us in on where the Golden Eagles could possibly be headed? Well, at this point, I think if if history holds true, Louisiana Tech likes to play a game in Dallas-Fort Worth area uh, when possible, especially with a good matchup. And that may be the case with either the Frisco or the uh, First Responder Bowl. In that event, I think the New Orleans Bowl uh, would kind of clearly be the most likely destination for Southern Miss. So if, if Southern Miss is going to the uh, uh, New Orleans Bowl, uh, that would possibly – uh, set up a matchup with an undefeated Appalachian State team, so uh, it would it would be an interesting you know uh, uh, possible battle there in the New Orleans Bowl if it's Southern Miss and App State. And to show you that God has a sense of humor, that was the game that Southern Miss got rained out and stormed out last year. Right, remember yeah, Southern Miss yeah, was supposed they, to go to Boone, North Carolina, right, to play Appalachian right. State, and that game got weathered out. So. All right, Patrick, there yeah. are four games left on the schedule. Based on my math and the history of what I saw last year, the Golden Eagles have to win at least two of those games. Yeah, and and really I think the UAB game is pivotal uh, uh, to kind of build momentum and and to get things handled. Uh, Right now Southern Miss is sitting there with five wins, so you need two more. Uh, And, you know, UTSA is really the only game left on the schedule that can maybe consider, you know, a a very much a likely win uh, for Southern Miss. That game's in San Antonio, but that's a – a UTSA team that's struggling, and Frank Wilson's got his his jobs on the line and uh, going late. But you got UAB, Western Kentucky, and then FAU, and those are those three games are, are three games that Southern Miss cannot take for granted. They have to show up and play some of their best football this season. I'm telling you right now, take it to the bank, write it down, etch it in stone. UAB will offer little resistance. Southern Miss uh, will wallop UAB when they come in here next week. I, I'm actually. Uh, I, I think Southern Miss will beat UAB. Uh, I, I think UAB isn't. You know, their record just does not reflect how. You know, what kind of a team they are. They're six and one, I believe. And uh, they really haven't played anybody, Patrick. Have no, they? they they haven't. They've lost to Western Kentucky, which I mean is not a bad team, but it's just UAB hasn't really beaten anybody. Uh, uh, you know that, that that can that we that they can really hang a hat on. Uh, so I, I think Southern Miss should beat UAB in Hattiesburg, yes. All right, fill in this blank, Patrick. The most dangerous team left on the schedule is? Well, I, I think, really, I mean, in terms of like, ugh, gosh, that's a tough you one. Know what I, I you know how I'd answer it, Patrick? The toughest team on the schedule is Southern Miss. <laughs> yeah, that's, prob- <laughs> that's probably a good way of putting it because I think Western Kentucky FAU – and UAB are all kind of equal threats to Southern Miss. I, I think they're all teams that can beat Southern Miss, but Southern Miss can beat if they play well. Uh, Western Kentucky is a very good defensive team, uh, and FAU is a good offensive team that gives up a lot of points. UAB a little bit more balanced on, on both sides of the ball. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's uh, – uh, I would say maybe UAB is the, the biggest threat right now. You know, that they can beat Southern Miss if they play well, if they throw the ball well. Uh, because UAB's got a good young quarterback that can throw it that can maybe hurt the Southern Miss secondary. But, yeah, I mean, all three teams are basically the same level of threat to Southern Miss, in my opinion. But this, and this is the year, Bob, that trends have stopped. 
in the past three or four years, North Texas handled Southern Miss, mm-hmm. right? Well, Southern Miss beat North Texas this year. In years past, Southern Miss handled Louisiana Tech. Well, as we know what happened, the Bulldogs beat Southern Miss. In years past, UAB has had luck against Southern Miss. It's over. It's done. Southern Miss wins big a week from Saturday. Now, Patrick Kelly and I disagreed earlier this week. He thought overall that was a pretty good game for the Eagles Saturday. I, I didn't think they played well at all against Rice. No, I, I don't think they played well offensively. Uh, now, Rice is, is a much better team than its record indicates. I mean, it took Louisiana Tech to overtime, uh, uh, played Baylor within eight points. Uh, but, yeah, offensively, Southern Miss was not great. Defensively, they were great, but also Rice played really, really badly. Uh, their quarterback play was just awful. Uh, one of their other uh, guys that played a lot for them at, at quarterback this season was hurt, and I think they had a good mix going with those two guys. And with him out there, it, it, Rice was just pitiful offensively. But give, but give credit to Southern Miss defense. They played their best game of the season, and that's really what's got to happen for Southern Miss closing out this season. Uh, they can't, you know, Southern Miss can't take 35, 40 points for granted every game. Uh, so that defense is going to have to play well. So uh, uh, if if, if uh, just taking the sign from it that maybe the defense has turned a corner. I, you know, uh, it was a good game, but offensively it wasn't the best. And for anybody that follows Patrick McGee on social media or at sunherald.com, we'll also learn that the fan-friendly menu and beer sales that started in football this year now moving to Reed Green Coliseum. Patrick, fill in the blanks. Yeah, they'll, uh, they're going to – I think it's three different locations within Coliseum. They're going to uh, have beer sales. Uh, beer and light wine, as they call it. Uh, so, yeah, the, I, it was only a matter of time before they uh, made the decision to move it to basketball, and I think that's a sign that you'll see it at baseball as well. Uh, so, yeah, uh, a little bit different atmosphere. They're trying to uh, improve the concessions for basketball games this year, uh, and part of that will be the uh, the addition of alcohol sales. Have we determined what light wine is yet, guys? Bob, I'm glad you asked that question because people have asked me that uh-huh. all the time, and here's how I answer that. Would you Cheap like to wine? know? Is that the- no, but I – I say all that means is is they're not going to serve Jägermeister or Hennessy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Other than that, you know, you might be able to get one. Do you have any idea, Patrick, because yeah, what he what, just said what, what told falls me under, nothing. Uh, I don't know why they call it light wine, but it's basically kind of like what you would see uh, uh, maybe a Mike's Hard Lemonade or something like that. I mean, it's uh, basically just wine coolers or, uh, you know, stuff like that. This isn't anything that's been aging for like twenty years. That's uh, that you'd order in a really fine restaurant. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, you and you and I have aged a lot longer than that, Bob. And they let us in there, you know. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. <laughs> no, that is not fine wine they're drinking. No. <laughs> All right, Patrick. Uh, the Golden Eagles beat Mississippi College. They get mm-hmm. ready to play Delta State next week, and then shortly after that, I think they play. Gonzaga and Iowa State. Yeah. Uh, what What did you What did you see the other night, or can you take anything from a game like what they played against Mississippi College? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't there. Uh, I mean, I would have had some questions to kind of ask after the game if given a chance. Uh, but uh, it, you know, they did handle Mississippi College. Mississippi College tried to rally and and uh, put a scare in them late. Uh, it, you know, there was a couple of players that didn't play. I don't know if some guys are banged up. I know there was a couple of freshmen uh, mm-hmm. Alabama that they were expecting to play that did not play. So maybe they were resting some guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, they started, I thought what was interesting, they started Watson and Malone at, at the two guard slots, and Drain basically played the wing with Harper Baker at the four and then Stevenson at the five. 
yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, you, you, it's not encouraging when you see them only win by, you know. It's kind of what I was short. thinking. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's not a good sign. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, you, it, you know, you got to hope they make progress against Delta State and show a little bit more. But you don't want to read too much into it. They're they're getting guys on the court that maybe won't play a whole lot this season, right. uh, but then again, the guys that play key roles on uh, on 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 this week will have to be major role players for Southern Miss going forward. So, no, I you know I think we're just kind of in a wait and see mode. But no, coming out right. of Mississippi College game, they did not shoot the the three pointer well. Uh, they didn't rebound that great. Uh, the only the only the really the difference for them is they shot their free throws really well. Uh, but yeah, they they got to shoot the three pointer a heck of a lot better than they did against Mississippi College. So so to reiterate what Patrick said, you know, you don't don't read too much into it. So when the, when the Golden Eagles play Gonzaga and Gonzaga wins, mm-hmm. don't read too much into. Well, you're it. assuming Gonzaga is going to win. Uh, uh, no, I'm just saying if Gonzaga wins, don't <laughs> and, and and if Iowa State wins, don't read too much into it, Bob. Patrick, that Gonzaga bunch, you're pretty overrated, don't you think? <laughs> Oh gosh, that's that's going to be a poor matchup for the Golden Eagles. Uh, you know, and then Iowa State on their home court. I mean, that's that, one of the toughest places in the country. To that'll play. be a bad matchup for the Golden Eagles, and Michigan will be a bad matchup for the Golden <laughs> Eagles in North yeah, Carolina. I mean, you got Texas Tech. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, all the teams are. You know, it's it's a tough. It's a really really tough schedule, and uh, Southern Miss needs to play well and kind of build some confidence early. And I wouldn't call the Mississippi College game a, a, a confidence booster. And Patrick, I don't ever recall them playing a, a, a non-conference schedule anywhere close to this, have they? Well, in uh, Eustachie's uh, time there, uh, that's really how they got in the NCAA tournament is they played a tough mm-hmm. non-conference and got some big wins on their way in the conference play. And they had a good conference schedule as well, but... Uh, they got up to like an eight seed in C two A tournament, so right. it's been a while. I mean, Southern Miss has played some tough non conference, but uh, this this one kind of takes it up to a whole nother level. <laughs> Thanks to Kate, Doc so Sadler good. is probably going. I'm not sure if I'm going to quit or not. No. Oh, that's the schedule next year. Uh, <laughs> Done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, Patrick. As always, we appreciate you, my friend, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. All right. Thanks, Patrick McGee. Everybody from the Biloxi Sun Herald, and uh, we're going to talk a little baseball when we come back. Southern Miss to the top. I want to thank Patrick McGee for joining us in the second segment. The professor always has great insight, and we appreciate that. The New Orleans Bowl, huh, again. Yeah, but you know, a lot of people like, like to it. go to the New Orleans Bowl, I like, like to hit that uh, French Quarter down there. This segment is sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill. Great place to uh, enjoy lunch five days a week, dinner six nights a week. Great place to tailgate, pregame tailgate, postgame tailgate, and Kelly, how much are those lunches? They're they're eight ninety five, but besides that, that includes a drink, by the way. But besides that, they serve more than beer and light wine. 
Yes, they do. Light <laughs> wine. <laughs> yeah, so, Cheap wine. You know, if, if you'd like to enjoy some of that. So enjoy know. a glass of Thunderbird at the next basketball game. Ripple. Right? Me and Ripple. Fred Sanford, yeah. Yeah, Ripple. <laughs> Our, our next guest wouldn't know anything about drinking Ripple Not at all. or cheap wine. Uh, he's more of a connoisseur, I, I would think. He was a great baseball player for the Golden Eagles, a catcher, I believe. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the greatest personalities of anybody we've ever had on the show, Trey Cuevas joins us. Trey, how are you, man? Hold up, guys. Let me put down my uh, Chardonnay here. Um, I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm doing great. And you know, you know, when I went, eh, you know, I was kidding you, Trey. You know? <laughs> uh, I, I knew you always give me a hard time, Kelly. So now, uh, now with uh, with your buddy Dozier winning, being on the championship team, now I'm sure he can provide that low interest loan you've been inquiring about. Yeah, yeah? I, I, you know, I, you know, it's sad we still rotate lunches when he's in town. I'll buy one, and then it's his turn, and, and I'm like, man, come on! And he'll always choose. Uh, a really fancy place when it's my turn. So, uh, well, Matt Walner said now that he's made a big, he can eat at Chick Fil A three times a day. Yeah, he was proud of that. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, uh, Trey, we just discovered what Scott Berry was last night at the trick or treat at the Pete down the street under the seats. And what was he, Kelly? Lane Frost, probably, the rodeo he rider. He called me actually and looked for some chaps. I was like, Coach, I don't have any chaps just laying around my house. Uh, so he made me call some of my cow friends and ask them. And I'm like, Coach, these things are like $400 a pair that these guys, these cowboys actually wear on a daily basis. So I hadn't seen any pictures posted on Facebook, but I'm anxious to see. He actually cornered me up. Uh, about a month ago, and I attend the, uh, the cattle auctions on Mondays right there on 49. He's like, I've got to go with you. So uh, he definitely piled in there with me, and we watched the cow sale uh, a few months ago. It was pretty entertaining to have him there. We'll, we'll get his picture up on our Eagle Hour Facebook page later this afternoon, but I didn't understand the lean, t- lean too well, he's much. He's a bull rider. You can't oh, lean too you far. Lean too much. Your the movie Eight Seconds. Come on, uh, now. Yeah, where well, you're riding oh, a bull. Okay, okay. And you ought to know, being the general manager of this station, Bob, you ride bull a lot. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of bull uh, blank <laughs> yeah. around here that I have to deal with every right. day. Yeah, you're right. Hey, Trey, you got the you got the kids ready for trick or treat tonight? You ready to go? I'm, I'm, you know, me and Coach Chris Kirkland, there, Jones, uh, here in college, still good buddies, and our families. This the be the third year. Uh, we always get together, and I'm Captain Hook. My little girl's Tinkerbell, his son's Peter Pan, and he's going as the crocodile. So There you go. Uh, but I told them, I was like, I'm going to be Captain Trey Cuevas. If it gets any colder, I'm wearing sweatpants and a sweatshirt. Right. I don't know if that uh, costume they got me picked out is, A, big enough or warm enough. Trey, you know what Kelly's going as? His, Kelly? His favorite? <laughs> and my favorite X-Man. <laughs> Which one is that? Caitlyn Jenner. Ah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> All right, Trey. Speaking of good friends, you're you're clearly a very close friend of Brian Dozier. And for all of us that were watching the the World Series last night, uh, it was really special to see him celebrating. I showed Kelly a video today that the Nats released this morning that has four or five of their players holding the World Championship trophy. The third guy in the video is Brian Dozier. First and, of all, and he was probably consuming a lot of light wine. He probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you had a chance to talk to him uh, during the series? Uh, yes, sir. We, you know, 
mostly on text. I know he's got a you know a lot of family come up for the games and stuff like that. So you know I don't like to bug him and on the daily day or the day to day type stuff because uh, he's got his routine and um, I let him be him and um, I'm just a little small town boy uh, just mind my own business because uh, he'll be home uh, here this weekend and my wife thinks that I I should have just buried him because. We uh, we spend a lot of time in the off season together, mm-hmm. uh, so I'll have plenty of time to ask him those type of questions and get some inside scoop. It should be fun to hear. Trey, we've met Brian's wife. He he has no interest in marrying you. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. I totally agree. So, what do you think this meant to him last night, Trey? Oh, I mean, it's a dream come true. You know, as a kid, that's something that you know you grow up in your backyard thinking you're gonna play in the World Series, and that's what you play for, starting, you know, Little League, Dixie Youth. The dream is to make it to the World Series of that specific league, and he, you know, he was able to, um, they're able to win a world championship, not a district championship or a, a state championship. He's actually, he can be called a world champion. That's what's really, uh, really cool to hear, and I can't wait to on that ring once he gets the ring. Right. Most kids dream of winning a World Series championship and, and playing. I just dreamed of playing. <laughs> <laughs> Getting right. on the field. Just, yeah, I mean, when you, <laughs> talent my level, you know, the level of my right. talent. Just I just want to get in, you know. So I, I, now you don't obviously have to answer this, and we're, we're projecting here, but uh, do you think the, the fact that now he has won a world championship uh, – has he has he reached every goal that you think that that he's he's a tried to reach in his professional baseball career? Well, that's a that's a great question, and that's something uh, you know they reached out to me this morning, um, trying to get a hold of him and all that, and he uh, he's actually flying home right now, uh, but he said he'd love to talk to you guys next week. But Good. that's this definitely. I don't want to speak for him. Uh, but that's definitely something you guys will need to ask him. But uh, you know you. Uh, you're talking about a guy that uh, he's he's very successful in whatever he does. You know, it's one of those things I can tell you a story in college of whenever Nintendo Wii came out, I beat him on, you know, the tennis, you know, deal. And I, I come home one night and he's practicing the next day. Or since that time I beat him, I, I never did beat him again. So he's just one of those that, um, I, that's a that's a great question, but, that's something I'll definitely let you guys. You'll have to ask him. You know, I, I can't. That guy's a big dreamer. I, I can't. I can't help but think, though, that, that with all this aside, that because he is a competitor, he'd like to be on a team yeah. where he could play every day. Right. And he right. certainly, certainly can still contribute. I mean, there's no question right. about that. Right. And you know, that was tough to watch. I mean, just knowing the talent uh, that he has, and uh, but you know, he's the type of guy that you know a lot of these kids are kids. The, a lot of players, especially in the NFL, if they're not getting play in time, they want to leave or do something of that. But that just goes to show you his character and uh, just what a team guy he is. Um, you know, heck, he's in there, you know, like like you guys just said, after the game celebrating, he acted like he hit the game-winning home run. Right. You know, that was, that was what uh, I could tell what a tight-knit group those guys were. You know, they're dancing in the dugout after the game or after mm-hmm. a home run. It's just uh, they they had that team uh, atmosphere, and that's what really 
helped them be as successful well, as they and, were. And here's what I saw a lot. I watched all of their playoff games, and he did play in the you know in the postseason, no right. question about that. Oh yeah. yeah but in the sure. World Series, I noticed uh, I noticed a lot of nights, Trey, when something big would happen for the Nats. Heck, the first guy out of the out of the dugout, right? Congratulating right. the guy that had just hit the home run was Brian Dozier. Oh yeah, and that's just I'm, I'm telling you that's uh, and even when he had to go through that in in college with his collarbone and stuff like that, you know, a lot of people wouldn't have traveled with the team or to go place, you know, knowing that your only chance you get to play is in Omaha. But he's there, you know, guiding those younger classmen and underclassmen and and just. Uh, trying to do anything he can to help. And that's kind of what he did, you know, throughout the postseason. Yeah, and hats off to the guy that's in front of him that's, you know, crushing and Howie Kendrick. And, you know, the the kid could hit. And that's what the coach has to do is put the the hottest hitter on the field at that time. And it just so wasn't him. And uh, But he accepted his role, and that's what's really cool. And that just shows what type of person he truly is. Right. Trey, we got about 40 seconds left, but I wanted to get you to, to further your comment on chemistry because you know who's, who's really got a frosted chapped behind this morning is Bryce Harper. Now, he's, <laughs> he's got more money than God, but he, right. doesn't, but he doesn't have a he's world champion. He's very champ- happy financially, but I'm sure he's a little salty, you know, watching that game last night, knowing, you know, there, he may play the rest of his career another 10 years and, Never get to experience that world, you know, world champion right. name and that uh, that ring on his finger. And a lot of people uh, can't say that they're world champion, but it's awesome to know that a uh, Southern Miss guy, Brian Dozier, is a world champion. But but a reason Bryce Harper may not not may not be able to wear that ring in the future too. There have been some that have said Bryce Harper is just not a very good teammate. And a lot of a lot yeah. of the nationals who were on this team last year that just won a world championship. So a lot of the only difference is Harper's gone, wow. right? So and, you know that's that's what it is. You know, his team it's to accept the fact. Okay, this guy's better than me that day. He's playing. Okay, let's support him. You know, and that that's what was key on this team. You could tell. I mean, if Howie Kendrick was in there or BD was ahead of him, then Howie would support him. And that's right. what that's what led them to a world championship. There's no doubt. All right, Trey, if you will, hang on the phone. We won't talk to you after the break, but thank you so much for being on the show, man. It's always fun talking to you. You bet, guys. Trey Cuevas, everybody. We'll be right back. Hey, Trey. Hey, buddy. Hey, I wanted to thank you, and that was uh, my uh, office manager that called you this morning. I hope yeah. I hope we didn't impose on you by that. No, 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 you were good. You were good. And, um, I, heck, he didn't – I didn't want to say that on the air, but they didn't – he probably didn't go to sleep till 7 this morning. Right. Um, so – and they're about to fly back. I understand. But he told me just to let you guys know 100% next week. Good. Uh, once everything – the parade Saturday, and it's funny, he's actually flying in to play in Coach Barry's golf tournament with us, uh, with me and a, uh, Kurt and a few more buddies. But uh, and then he's flying out Saturday morning for the, uh, the, good, the parade. parade. Okay. Well, look, next but, week, if you can reach out to us when you think he's well, available. Well, just have them. Just, just have them call you. probably Tuesday or Wednesday, hit me up. Okay. Just have them text me. Then I'll uh, reach out to him, and I'll, I'll connect you guys. And, look, if he comes out here, we'd love to have you come with him, too. Yeah, that would probably be best. We'll just stop in. Right yeah. after lunch and do it there. 
Great deal. Sounds Thank you better. so much, Trey. We really appreciate you, man. You yeah, but Trey's a lot like Trey, Trey's a lot like. Did he? He didn't hang up. You didn't hang up, did you, Trey? What? No, I'm young here. Okay, okay. My friends give me a hard time. They're like, man, you're like his agent. I was like, yeah, but I just ain't collected any money yet. So well, my well, he's got some extra now. He's got a little extra after last <laughs> I gotta night. Just, I got to sell him some cows. That's what I got to do. But, but Trey, like me, meal time is a monumental event. I got oh, you. Shit. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm right there with you guys. I'm world class when it comes to that. All right, Trey. Thank you, buddy. We appreciate Thanks, you. Guys. Hang loose. Right. Hang loose. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, I want to thank Trey Cuevas. What a great kid, Kelly. I mean, every, every time you talk to him, he's just the happiest guy on the planet. Yeah, I've known Trey since he was, gosh, probably middle school kid. You know, mm-hmm. just shows you how old I am. Right. You know? Uh, so we thank Trey. We want to thank the professor, and of course, we want to thank the great Derek Hamilton. What a fun show today! And uh, and, and you heard it. He's gonna. We'll have Brian Dozier out here one day next week. Did so. we just lose Trey? Is he there? No, I guess he hung okay. up. Okay. Well, we, we've concluded that conversation. Okay. So we want to thank him uh, for being on the show. Really look forward to having Brian out here uh, one day next week. Hey, we're going to Ellisville tomorrow, Bob. We're going to be at Ellisville tomorrow. We're going to be with JT. We're going to be at Wally Forestry. We're going to have another legend on the show with us tomorrow, Kelly. They say that that this person ha- hit the farthest home run ever out of Pete Taylor Park. They say it's still rolling. It, it could still be rolling down the intersect. Picked up on uh, <laughs> radar, I guess. Yeah, he he could he he could hit it. Now he wasn't going to steal a base for you, right? But right. Uh, he he could hit some home runs. Uh, we're going to be over there. They're celebrating uh, with Super Talk, uh, the great city of Ellisville, the home of Jones College. Of course, we're going to have uh, we're going to have an official from Jones College Athletics Department with us tomorrow as well. Because Jones made the MACJC playoffs. Right. We're going to also have Mr. Wally on the show, who's making all of this possible. And, and everybody's invited to come by Wally Forestry tomorrow. I will say there's been one slight change in the event. We're moving it indoors, Kelly. You'll be glad to know that because the high tomorrow is supposed to be about 40 degrees. Yeah, but, you know, I'm from Iowa, so this is – Right, you are. Aren't you? you know, I walk around in my briefs and a Megadeth T-shirt in weather like this. Mm, what a thought. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. goodness this is radio, right? <laughs> and not TV. Right. But, uh, Kelly also likes to go out when it's really cold, I understand, in that outfit and sit on your heated seat. Well, it's always, you know, look, you make fun of the way that I, you know, dress, but my I got the curtains in my house paid for because I walk around scantily dressed. My <laughs> the neighbors paid for they it. Did. They did. Yeah, they did, but that's, but that's the, okay. The, the light blocking type of curtain. Right? No, they did. They just said, how come you don't have uh, curtains in your house? I said, I kind of just like walking around around freely and they said well can we buy curtains for you and blinds uh, yeah, yes big, big, nice blinds and, and they clothes. did yeah. it was amazing i could get any any kind i wanted you know <laughs> they were willing to ante up there so was, there was no objection not at all and then next week you know you start we're going to ellisville tomorrow then next week i know we're going to be at four street bar and grill beginning our pre-gaming prior to the uab game and then thursday Oklahoma casino on thursday so we'll see what they think about the eagles chances of uh of uh, beating uab are and can you believe that tomorrow first of november it is kind of hard november believe it or not you really think the eagles are going to sweep the rest of the year don't you yeah the only one they might not win is florida atlantic but i but i think they got the other and i think they'll beat florida atlantic i'm telling you i think this is the kind of a team that plays either up or down to their competition Mm -hmm. and i think that's human nature well the truth is if they do win the next three games the florida atlantic game is not going to be that significant In, in, in the big picture 
They're going to be locked into a bowl game with what would that be? Five? That'd be eight wins. Yeah, but I'm still hoping for a Western Division championship. Now, Tech Tech still has, still has some tough teams that they have to play, <clears throat> um, and everything has to line up just right. I mean, Tech has to lose two games mm-hmm. in the West, not just one. Because they're also they get... hoping that Iowa State is going to beat Southern Miss in basketball, but that's very unlikely. <laughs> well, things happen. This is why, or, they... or that the Bengals could actually win a game. No, well, I know that's not going to happen. <laughs> I mean, I, I know that's not. Who going to Who did they happen. play this week, Kelly? Does it matter, Bob? They're not going to lose. I'll put it. I'll, I'll give you a Scott uh, Berry clue. They're off. <laughs> How did you know? They're all. Yeah, good. that's right. The Bengals right. have a bye week. Kelly texted Coach Barry during the show, and Coach Barry sent us a picture of him. And, man, I'm telling you what, Coach Barry gets into this Halloween stuff, doesn't he? Man, and he, and he does. He's got the, the big-time rodeo chaps on there. Make <laughs> Trey Quavis take him to the cattle auction to get him some chaps. <laughs> and that hat, I, I think he's going to have to have a party and invite that hat down. Look at how, how tall that is. That's got to be like a 20-gallon hat sitting on top of his uh, head So the, the rain didn't affect the treat, trick-or-treat, not at the peat, down the street, under the seats. And it went off well, we understand. Yeah. Glad to see it. And, of course, it's all about candy, you know, for the kids. And uh, I'll be out there on my porch tonight with my creepy music, you know, playing and uh, getting It's an American tradition, my friend. It it really is. And I look and I get I get the churches doing the trunk treat and all that kind of stuff. But it's it's just a neat neighborhood thing for the little kids to come around. And it's a wonderful American tradition. And we want to caution people to really be careful tonight. When well, yeah, yeah, and and because trick or treat, you know, is like from four to seven generally, or four to eight, and a lot of times people are coming home at that time. Right, and you right. want to get home. I get it. You want to get home after a long day's work, but be careful in these neighborhoods, especially. And these little you know. guys are excited. And oh, they're yeah. keyed up and they're running and it's just to me, it's really one of my favorite uh, my favorite holidays. Yeah, I love I, Halloween. I and I think commercial from commercial sales, I think mm-hmm. maybe only Mother's Day and Christmas mm-hmm. outsell Halloween. You know, so everybody I think uh, kind of gets into it. And a lot of the uh, adult places tonight, a lot of taverns and mm-hmm. watering holes or whatever, having costume parties tonight, right. and we can you know win big money. And it's, it is it is right. a lot of fun. Before we run out of time, I do want to thank Gulfport Home Center. Yes. We appreciate them sponsoring the fourth segment of our show every day. They got a great selection of pre manufactured housing down on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, and they can help you with financing location, land purchases. Yeah, uh, if you're in the market for a home. Uh, it's a good place to start. That's a great place to start and a place you certainly ought to see before you make a final decision. All right. We're in Ellisville tomorrow, and we're going to have a lot of fun tomorrow with JT. I uh, want to invite everybody to come by. We'll be at Wally Forestries, which is right by the railroad track in downtown Ellisville. And until then, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.